0: Better if we just let it be na, 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 na. All right, hell yeah All right, let's kick it off, man Holy shit We've got Diogo here from the 5-8 Take How are you, man? I'm good, bruh
1: I'm good I've been let
0: out the cage New South Wales has let
1: me podcast again And I can be about my business
0: Holy <laughs> shit! It's good to see you, man. It's good to see your pretty face, man.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, cheers, bro. It's not that pretty, but cheers. Thank you, Stop it.
0: No, hey, I good
2: heard good things good. getting pretty wild over there for you guys.
1: Man, <laughs> it's been getting crazy, eh? They're trying to they're trying to pin me with that. Um, I made a promo for the Sydney, uh, the massive Sydney rally that came about and they're trying to pin me as the sole organiser for that whole thing. I'm like, what are you on about, eh? I can't even organise myself out of bed half the time. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, I need to, I need to, like, get ready, and I can barely do that.
0: Mm, yeah, J- just putting your pants on is a big ordeal. It's tough, <laughs> bruh. It's tough. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy, man. I, I I was following that, um, not not too closely. Just just going off, you know, your stories and stuff on Instagram. Uh, that was pretty much my only uh, insight into the whole thing. But um, holy shit, do, do you think the what what do you think kicked it off initially? Was it the mRNA interview type thing? Do you think that kicked it off, or was it already before then, just for attending the rally?
1: Yeah, I I really don't know what they're like pet peeve is i didn't like i had interviewed a lot of people like i'm a person that likes to just have open conversation with with anyone from whatever walk of life that you are right um i just like to have discussions with people and it turned out that i started interviewing some people that were organizers of a few things you know what i mean and like one of them, uh, Australians versus the Agenda. Uh, when he came over to Sydney, it's it's this, people don't know, it's uh, this account that was created by this guy called Anthony Kalouf. And he's from Melbourne. And he wanted to create something that was like the Veritas, Project Veritas of Australia. And he got on Vice and everything like that. And when he came to Sydney, I interviewed him and uh, yeah he's for example he's in jail now for like starting these protests and i guess it was the people that i was interviewing and but like the the interviewing robert malone and the you know the mrna stuff that that came after he started following me and i don't know what it was and i started doing a bunch of promos and I don't know I guess it resonated with people they're saying it went all viral out west and I'm like bro I got I got no control over any of that shit like what are you guys talking about like I'm (laughs) just talking to
0: people
2: you know what I mean. So it becomes that guilty by association, just because you're talking the same shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, we we might have uh, we might have had the audio muted for two seconds. So for people just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Diogo here from the five eight take. Um, sorry about that, man. My we're bad. S- I'm new to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're totally new to this whole <laughs> Skype thing. So yeah, um, I I you know I'm a lot of us here are on you know Telegram. Uh, a lot of us have been forced into alternative means of communicating that are. More encrypted. I don't know how safe Telegram will be, you know, for for, for the future. But yeah. um, for, for now, it's it's the go to thing. But I, I do remember seeing like a final post from from him um, on that uh, Australians versus the agenda, and it was like an SOS. It was very very kind of intimidating and that was the last I heard from him and uh, everything that I read after that was just hit piece after hit piece on him you know talking about the merch he was selling you know trying to pinpoint him as some sort of a, a douche bag I guess it doesn't help that he has that that look about him you know the, the yeah. dude that you bump into at the nightclub that's selling eckies and shit but <laughs> he you does
1: know. Have that key he does look like he would <laughs> drag you to a bathroom and tell you to rail a few lines off the top of the toilet <laughs> for
0: sure <laughs> i know but uh, i don't know it, it's um uh, we, we were saying to the 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 cog um, lucius from cog um who, who's one of my far- in one of my favorite bands like we we do need people of colour speaking up. I know that's mm. um, kind of a trope to to bring up the whole race card. But mm. I'm Asian. You're uh, you're, you're brown Brazilian. I was going to say brown. I shouldn't say brown. <laughs> just, Sorry. Just hit
1: me with colour. We need people <laughs> of colours, and I will specify yeah. the colours.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny here well, yeah, uh, from, like from like South. I'm I'm actually the most dangerous person here because I'm a straight white male. So oh, yes, yeah, you go. You go. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> The crosshair. The crosshair are on your back bro yeah oh my god but um i, I love it when i see people breaking their stereotype man and, and people people are shocked when they see someone like me you know asian and i'm willing to call out the ccp and china and all that shit and they 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 don't know what to say because it's like they they're, they're used to people speaking up just being a bunch of white fellas and i i hate that stereotype um i i yeah so it's good to see people like you speaking up and and being brave man it's it's a brave thing to put your face and yourself on the line um yes. and you know kind of break that stereotype but yeah how have you been going throughout all this like how are you you cool?
1: Bru- you cool yeah i'm i'm the type of dude that like laughs at everything you know what i mean like i'd done a little like little few like I've always been on stage. There was a, there used to be a uh, skate park. I don't know if it's still in Perth because when I moved from Brazil, I, I first moved to Perth and it was in Leaderville and this dude called Dude Man ran it and uh, we used to play inside their little joint
2: there. And so yeah, the HQ. Yeah, HQ. Middle HQ. Yes, fucking love that it's venue. A skate park. Yeah, a skate yeah. park. Yeah, but they, okay. remember the the, the talk about the the band room inside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've played there a few times. Yeah, it was <laughs> sick, and you got all the posters
1: on the wall and shit. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it was mad. It was mad. <laughs> and so I've I've always been performing. So I think from a mentality standpoint, I've always had a comedic outlook to everything so when they did come after me like channel nine did the whole hit piece and everything like that and you know every publication ran with it i was sort of i got heaps of messages going oh you're right you're right you're right and i'm like it, it seems like you guys are mirroring your fears onto like me, in case, like, that happened to them, they would have felt like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, they would have went in panic. So, then I felt I felt more external panic than I had internal panic. So, mm. but apart from, yeah, I, I've been sweet, dude. The only thing that's been really annoying and really frustrating has been the bail conditions that were put on me. So, I had, um, for the people that don't know, I had an entire, <laughs> the entire um, fixated units, which is part of a counter-terrorism unit, um, break into my place with about, like, surrounded my place, come in with machine guns, real rifles, not the, um, uh, the little pellet bullets, like, real rifles, uh, they had my missus uh, surrounded by three dudes in the kitchen, and came in bursting into the studio and everything like that. So it's an ongoing events investigation. Um, but then the bail conditions were the bail conditions <laughs> that were really weird. They initially they rejected my bail when I got there, and then when I got to the court, we went in front of the judge and. Usually, you have like the police from your area will, um, they will say, Oh, we would recommend that this happens. For me, it was the entire New South Wales police force. Mind you, I don't have a criminal record or anything. <laughs> like, mm. I'll literally make content, bro. Like, I literally do podcasting. Like, it's, it's madness. <laughs> and then I'm sitting in court, and instead of it being, um, just your local, they they did the entire police force requested they <laughs> requested that I was off the internet. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was like what? Oh, that's
0: insane, man.
1: The judge the judge was like, Are you like are you guys serious? Like the judge just realized what was going on and um like credit to her as well. And she just goes, nah, um, there's no way I'm going to do that. So then the they came to an agreement and the agreement was the agreement for the first time I've ever heard in my life is that I couldn't podcast or participate in podcasts. And I couldn't like, comment or share. That one's still there. I can't like, comment or share anything that calls for protest. So I can't like say... Um, a bunch of people here go and like protest the health order. So I can't do that. And then there's a whole list of others. I can't leave my house beyond a certain point and so on and so forth. But Hmm. yeah, those, those one was the ones that affected me the most. The fact that it happened, I like weirdly, like I just laughed it off.
2: That's, yeah, that's
0: crazy. that's crazy. I I think inevitably what it proves is is it's a war on journalism, man. Yeah. it's actually a war on people that have influence. That I was gonna can say, speak going to say going after going after the influencers and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Especially if you if you're gaining a, uh, some traction and, and gaining a bit of a following, mm-hmm. uh, they they obviously see you as a threat because you're able to influence people. And I, I've always thought that, man. Like I think they are. Uh, Clamping down on the innovators and the, the the new crop of people that don't need permission to make content—they're just making it and they're speaking directly to their audience—and they hate that because the Channel Nines and Channel Sevens—they're they're going down the toilet, man. Yeah. Nobody watches that shit, <laughs> no. and nobody believes that shit anymore. Um, and they they know that they're watching it crumble before their eyes, and they're resentful of that. So they're going after all these really grassroots organic um content creators. Um, especially if they're getting a following, I've always thought it's a, a war on journalism, is what mm. it is, man. And um, thank God you guys are doing some cool stuff. Your editing is top notch, man. <laughs> you, Jeez, you man. and um, you and the uh, the real Rukshan are doing some real good stuff, man. Jeez, man. Uh, and it's 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 uh it's really inspiring because Perth is kind of dead for that stuff. I'm I'm willing to put hang my hat up on that. It's pretty pretty stale here. I mean, we, we you are a pretty, pretty good, fortunate. Eh?
1: What, what's been happening over yeah. here? Apart from locking us out. like,
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we, We've almost got it too good here. Yeah. 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 We, we, we got nothing. We're, we're out drinking beers and the sunshine's come out today. It was fucking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not to rub it in or anything, but.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Solid nah. wounds. No, nah, I do. <laughs> I have seen images of Perth and it looks amazing. Like, I got mates over there. My family's still over there. So, like, I get sent all these things and i'm like me i can't even leave my house <laughs> it's mm, madness crazy. It, it seems like it's different worlds like it's the same country but extremely different and it's weird it's weird how it's like that but it is it is a world like a war on content creators man like and i think the content creators are uniting more uh, um than ever before like it there is no like, well, the like the real content creators. Um, there's no real left and and right in that. Like, for example, Friendly Geordie's like full full left. I'd say I'm more like centre, and we have the same. I've I've got the same lawyer that's taking my case that's taking his case, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, Mark is one of the best that you can get for medium political crimes, and I feel like it is a war on on these these bigger content creators like him and the ones that are coming up they see traction and mm. they just want to shut it down straight away.
2: Yeah. Well, I've I, yeah, I totally true. shadow banned on Instagram with some of my posts. Like, it's <laughs> hard, yeah. <hey. laughs> yeah.
1: What what happened? When when did that shadow ban shit start,
2: <laughs> man? Or, yeah, <coughs> well, d- well in in my mind, you know, if I'm not I'm not going to say the, the the dirty word Trump, yeah. um uh, but remember back in that early the early times it was Twitter first started off talking about the, um, they brought in the flagging type stuff. And they were running these tests on how Twitter's going to be doing all this censorship and checking posts and stuff. Mm. And from there, it just went out of fucking control. And yeah. all these platforms started putting in these tags yeah. and then all the COVID notifications that come up. And it's just, yeah, yeah, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I remember the, the first time I saw like the first fact
0: check. And I was like, "This is crazy." And mm. and now fact checking is like normalized, where we have to keep adapting to these new, new, new things that are being thrown in our way. Um, yeah. But now you, you don't even have to mention anything necessarily COVID related, and you still get fact checked. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you were looking
2: at some posts that had nothing to do with yeah, with they, uh, they, they had no mention yeah. of anything. It was talk- what well, that meme, um, the the protected need. The unprotected to be protected from the protector, or some shit like that. <laughs> and it got flagged for COVID information talking about the shot. And it had nothing like no text or any reference. what like we could have been talking about safe sex yeah, and it got flagged for this COVID information. I'm like, who the like they're like that's obviously running through some AI algorithm. It's that all isn't that fucking now, that yeah. smart. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's no people like sitting there banning people.
0: It's a, it's all run by bots and algorithms and stuff like that. And the, the amount of astro, like, have you heard of astroturfing? Astroturfing. That, no, what's that? Well, it, it's kind of like when, when they want to push, like, for example, this whole vaccination thing that's come out through uh, the music industry about, uh, you know, get, get your shot and we can go back and watch gigs and we can get touring and music back into our cities and stuff like that. Um, it's hilarious because when you look up the hashtag, they're getting not even like a thousand posts. Like, Astroturfing is basically when they try to give the illusion of a grassroots movement, mm. but it's all artificial. All they're doing is they're telling the main gatekeepers to repost this agenda or or this uh, campaign rollout. And half, half of it's probably automated as well. Yeah, half of yeah. it's automated. And we've got you know people like Guy Sebastian that came out and went uh, because uh, he uh, retracted one of his um, posts about the whole vaccination because he didn't align with the the values that it was putting up. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, cl- he claimed that it was put out without his knowledge. Yeah, it's, stuff is being just posted on behalf of, uh, you know, the like the labels are going on behalf of the artists and just posting without their knowledge and stuff like that. So, it, yeah, it just goes to show like – None of the, the agenda is crumbling so bad mm. that they need to astroturf and put up these fake campaign yeah. rollouts that don't get any traction. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the real truth and stuff is is getting hundreds of thousands of, of retweets and likes and stuff like that. It's real organic movements. Yeah. But they can't compete with it, so they've got to roll
2: out these fake campaigns. Or so they resort to those bot farms with all the phones plugged in. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, uh, <laughs> bot <laughs> bot <laughs> farms and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah.
1: Oh, they, have, yeah. Is that is that similar to the uh, those uh, farms? Have you seen those farms with heaps?
2: Yeah, of yeah, bones? yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, like all uh, these all the it, phones connected and stuff. Like I guarantee that some of this what Daryl's talking about runs through these these bot farms where they just repost the same because because yeah. I've even noticed through Twitter and all these social media where. It's the exact same post, like the captions are word for word the exact same through all these different accounts and you go, hang on, that's not someone actually going out there typing and writing it. It's just copy and paste from these fucking bot accounts,
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even some of these stories, like I had an auntie, she didn't take the vax, now she died, blah, blah, blah. And then you see like a thousand other accounts posting the same story. Yeah. And it's like, come on now. Like- (laughs) Is it? It's but to me, it's a, uh, it's an indication to me that the narrative is failing. Yeah, it's failing miserably, and uh, mainstream media does not have a place uh, anymore in people's uh, lives, and they are desperately trying to cling on to the last <laughs> remnants uh, to to try and push the narrative, but it's not working. It's just not working.
1: And yeah, I, I don't know where 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 where. This is all headed. It doesn't really make sense. Like, to me, I do see a lot of positivity. Like, I see a lot of people looking at their health a lot more, a lot of people looking at their conscience a lot more, a lot of people looking at meditation, looking at, uh, you know, other people that they connect with and they align with um, a lot more than before. And you can see people. I feel like at this time you can see people's conscience level way better than you could before. You can see mm-hmm. where, what level they're sitting at at the playing field, whether they're uh, at the heavy money level um, and, you know, want to go just drink and just do, you know, drown themselves in sorrows, but that seems like it makes them happy, but it's really masking a lot of issues that they might have. And then there's the other ones that, you know, might – socially do it and then there's the other one that want to get to a higher level and want to have those conversations about like what is reality what what is the universe what are we doing what is infinity is the universe started by nothing, or is nothing a concept of something? So by nothing, it is something. So is there a higher purpose? And I feel like there is a a higher level of awakening, and a, like, and I don't say awakening as um yeah it's a, it's a it's a weird term at the minute. Uh, awakening. Um, I just feel we're at a higher state of mind as a um. Mm. global entity of a universe, not in a globalist sense, mm. but just as a human nature of ours are coming way more forward as technology
2: evolves as well. It's a weird, weird, weird time that we're <laughs> yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree with that. Mm. And I'd almost go to say as go as far as to say that technology is kind trying to sort of counter that in a little bit but mm. like they don't want people to have this sort of awakening and self-realization they want people to be so invested and encompassed by technology you know to, yeah. to stop us from using our minds <laughs> mm. i I've, I've always
0: said it's it's a battle between low vibration and high vibration yeah. and i think um naturally the You can tell when you're around someone and they're vibrating at a higher frequency. And I think what's happening is this whole COVID stuff, along with all the the rules and regulations, it's kind of the low vibration coming up to meet that awakening that is inevitable. And it's trying to pull it back down into the low vibration because people are naturally kind of, Mm. they've got a peek at the man behind the curtain. And I think a lot of the – even the from the election in the US to what's happening in Afghanistan, people are slowly unveiling, like, the truth behind all of this stuff. And the old tricks are not working anymore. So, they have to innovate. They have to get more um, – they have to, you know, try harder and harder to meet that with low vibration. And the best thing is they keep hitting us with fear. Yeah. You know, if you keep hitting us with fear, eventually – you know, just to take us down a notch, um, I think they're, they're really desperate now. And I think COVID was one of the things, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, whether it was made in a lab or if it's real, if it's not, I don't know. But I do know what it's doing to people. Mm. And what it's doing to people is it's it's keeping them in the prison of low vibration. Yeah. And when people are in that, that low vibration, they're more likely to go along with these uh these rules and regulations and not question it. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah but it, I I feel it's also splitting and dividing in the way that there's a lot of people that are getting hit with higher vibrations. You know that yeah. like we're saying, becoming more awake and realizing and seeing through yeah. a lot of this bullshit. Yeah. Whereas before, I think there was a lot more people that was sort of down the middle of the line, mm-hmm. but now it, it is really dividing in that sense that a lot of people are. Still, like going further into the hole to hide from it, and then others are coming out and going, "Hang on, what's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think nine eleven was a big turning point, man. I think nine
0: eleven was uh, one of the key, the key. Uh, I think it's a ritual to be to be blunt, mm. but I think it, uh, since nine eleven, it's like the innocence of people was just taken away. Yeah. With the whole war on terror, all of a sudden people were more paranoid, more, more scared. Um, But I think as that wore off, they needed something stronger to hit us with, and now we've got the COVID stuff. Because remember, like with nine eleven, when the body scanners came into the airports, (laughs) that alone was like people were starting to wake up. But it didn't quite. We kind of returned to normality. We didn't really think much of it. But but now it's. In our homes with COVID, and now it's even more intrusive than ever. Now we've got people injecting things into their bodies. It's gone that step further now. Yeah. It's crossed that line. Mm. Um, but I'm rambling. Uh, but yeah,
1: <laughs> no, nah, that that's that's I'm pretty pretty like to me. There was the in terms of the innocence. I think it, it happened in the 70s. Who was that killer? That um. He was head of all the hippies and that, and then he um he sent ascended- oh, Manson Charlie Manson yeah was yeah. <laughs> so before before that everyone kept their doors open uh, in in America and apparently after that was when everyone started locking the doors and then that mm. that was like a an initial switch and things continue to happen over time and over time and we haven't people just have gone with it and just accepted it I think this is the first time where. People have been like, nah. There's, there's no further after this. It, it seems like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a better side to all of this, and I don't think it's, it's. I don't have like no doubt in my mind. Is, is it going to be the? the every single person injecting themselves and having something in them getting booster shots every like couple months. I think it's the more natural side is going to develop. And then people are just going to be like, yeah, not to any, any bullshit that the government has to throw at everyone. I don't think, I don't think after this, it's hard to say when when the hell it's gonna uh, come out because I've already seen documentation for some some other stuff in like 2025 to 2028, which we posted that, which is mad weird documents. Um, it's 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 essentially COVID but a, a rebranded situation, and it's it's a proper like. A financial report of of everything. It's weird, but I think after mm. this time, it's it's the first time in history because I feel like the people have been impacted a lot in history, whatever whatever time period that um, each you know conspiracy lays within. Everyone's been hit, and then everyone's just gone along because only a small amount of people have have like been non-susceptible to getting it done again but this time it seems like there's a
0: majority that's like yeah nah yeah
1: Yeah, where we we can see right through all of the bullshit
0: yeah 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 i've always even said that it's almost like nature taking place Mm. it's like you can't you can't have perpetual evil all the time ruling there has to be a turning of the tides and i think we're witnessing it right now um, that this is the time. This may, maybe, maybe not, but this might be the timeline where we actually see the fall of the empire like right before our eyes. Yeah. Uh, and they're desperately trying to hide that um, with the media, but it's just not. It's just not gaining traction, in my opinion. The,
2: the fall of the empire would just be the US, uh, China taking over from the US as being the number one superpower in the world. Yeah. And yeah. they're kind of uh, doing that financially and economically throughout the entire fucking world. Yeah.
1: I reckon. Um, just, to me, to yeah. me, I see the the that's that's the economical empire. I see it as the there's a, the elite empire. The elite empire has has ruled for a long time. Whatever whatever like economical power gets in thing that's sure. But to me, I see it as the empire being these elite elite people that are losing their grip and they're losing their reality because they the the,
2: the bloodlines <laughs> yeah the bloodline yeah yeah
1: they continuously pin everyone against each other but it's it's them who's losing the grip completely yeah and they like mm. they like to blame china they like to blame russia they like to blame Ch- turkey <clears throat> they like to blame cuba they like to blame whatever country but at the end of the day it's them that's losing the grip completely and they're the empire
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like they've, yeah. they've got to put all these distractions to take the spotlight away from them. So, everyone's looking at, oh, there's China, there's Afghanistan, there's yeah. earthquakes throughout the entire world. Everyone needs to, f- you know. So, no one's actually looking and seeing all these, the, yeah. the the puppet masters that are really making all this stuff happen.
0: Well, I, I call it ruling by proxy. They use proxy armies and proxy countries, whether it be Israel and then the Jewish people or China and the CCP. But at the end of the day, you're right. It, it is that oligarchy, that top 1% that is just pulling strings. Uh, and they let the countries kind of take the fall for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's tough times. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit because you, uh, about um, – uh, this is a topic that we've we've never really touched on. But I know you, you you'll be interested in this, um, but but do you feel like there's kind of a a war on on masculinity at the moment and, and with the genders? And do you think that I think it all plays into the same puzzle, the, the, the same jigsaw puzzle mm. that there's a real war on traditionalism and especially men, to be blunt. And uh, I, I know that a lot of people are going to deny that because we've all been taught that the, the patriarchy is evil and things like that. And I do believe that to a certain extent. I've got, you know, sisters and um, aunties and, and wim- really powerful women in my family that I want to see them have a fair go just <laughs> as much as everyone else. Um, but I do see that this whole you know rise of feminism and and gender and identity politics is creating this friction between uh women and men and and whatever in between um and now masculinity is seen as toxic regardless of whether it really is toxic or not if if I'm making any sense like all masculinity is now lumped under it's all bad you know whether but I always see you know masculine aspects as protecting your family standing up for your principles and going against authority and questioning authority i think those are all very masculine principles but that that's all seen as uh you know bad now um what do do you think about that
1: i'm i completely agree mate like i run so I, I started a site called worthprotecting.com.au and worth protecting is sort of the side brand um, to the 5-8 take and it talks about exactly that. It's about um, upholding integrity and upholding love and traditional, traditional family values to be put at the forefront and it's... It's a simple. So the argument that's uh, that's put by one side, the, being the feminism side or whichever side it is, is the whole uh, patriarchy, um, and that we've been taught to live this certain way, and now we're going to break away into this new realm of life. The Scandinavian countries had led the way in this, and they've they've proppeded their women up incredibly and it's and it's amazing it's definitely amazing but what they found is that they fall back to the same roles that they're innate wanting to do and uh, the innate human want from a male and a female is to find for male is to find your purpose and for female is to nurture And uh, the argument that they're trying to put forward, I always look at it and say, all right, if you believe that the patriarchy runs from 1700 to now, and if you don't, if you think it's 1600, if you think it's 1500, sure. Let's say it's 1500. Now go way back to like even before that, even before there was a patriarchy. And then what do women and men naturally do? And usually, it's the purpose of the men to hunt and provide, and it's the purpose of the female to nurture. So the 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 nurturing comes if you if you put it in God sense. Um, not that not that I'm you know uh, I've gone down multiple religions to understand. You know, each, each one, that, and that's a whole other story. But if you put it in God's sense and you say, like, uh, yeah, Adam and Eve and came from the rib, when it gets to the purpose, the pu- women drive through the purpose, and their purpose is nurture, and it's a fallback. So if you go mm-hmm. before that patriarchy, that's naturally where we land at. So if you look at the Scandinavian countries and you look at the data and you look at the scientific proven like analytical mathematical sense, this is where they fall back. They fall back into purpose and nurture no matter what. So I do fully believe in, in uh, equal opportunity. That's that's a thousand percent. I, I believe definitely all for uh, equal opportunity, but there's no possible way to get equal outcome. There's just there's it's just dumb to think that we're going to get equal outcome. And you find that women tend to go more into a depressed state, and when when they don't have kids, even though they're now pushed to go into their jobs, and and sure. Do, do whatever you want. Do, do your job if you want. However, the. Not me saying this, the data proves this. So mm. the attack is definitely, um, definitely there. And I don't buy into the trans agenda at all. Zero, zero percent. Like if. if take a hold of your suicide rate within your community before you tell us to come into your community and be in your community. Like that'll be, that'll be a starting point. And then you go into common law and so in common law, it's interesting. Whether you believe in common law or you don't believe in common law, it doesn't really matter. The fact is that our law right now is built off of that law. So whether it's back in time, in the Magna Carta time, it all all stemmed from that. And in that law, it states a man and a woman. So if someone wants to control you via the existing laws that they have, the best way to create it, would be to get everyone to become something else and create all these different genders so they're not a man and a woman that is protected under the natural law, whether you believe it or don't. So that can be a tactic that is used. But as I said, if you go before the patriarchy, go to the natural, innate human activity of a XX and XY, that is what happens. And then, you, and then when when these people talk, or um, not these people, because it sounds like it's a it's a. People's emotional state has been lifted so much that if you say something like just these people, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to throw out everything that he just said
2: because he just said... that. which people?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's it's, it's reactive. It's very reactive. I think people are reacting based on emotion rather than actually hearing the words and hearing the logic. They're reacting like a knee-jerk reaction to... To what you're you're implicating rather than actually listening. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And these what whatever pronoun you are, are you a son? Are you a daughter? That question doesn't get really put forward to a person that is trans. And how do you answer that question? I'm Mm. I'm not a son, I'm not a daughter. What then then you're nothing. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Because then that question is beyond your your pronouns. That question is 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 a deeper, very 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 deep spiritual emotional question to be a son and to be a daughter. And if you ask someone that's something and they they essentially it's it's a it's a break point. In, in the brain so I do think there is an agenda um, I'm I'm under the uh always on the side of respect everyone period but these there is there's a lot of people out there being brainwashed a thousand mm. percent. And as I explained there, go before the patriarchy, go look at the statistics. If you don't want to listen to what I'm saying, go look at the actual statistics of Sweden, of countries like that, that have moved forward in a progressive sense to you know the, the ideologies that's being adopted in the new age and see what happens there. See what they fall back to.
2: mm-hmm yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty convinced that it's all part of the agenda of depopulation by pre- uh, by fe- by preventing future generations by convincing people either not to procreate or that they can't procreate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <Yes>, like <laughs> kill
2: kill off, kill off all the older people with this virus, and then tell all the younger generation that they don't want to have kids or they can't have kids. Then we've solved overpopulation in a couple yeah. of generations. Yeah. I, don't
1: I, know, never, I never, I never, oh yeah, I never believed that. Um, the like overpopulation agenda um, like I do now and I, I looked a bit more into it and to me what it seems like is a, is a money control situation because if you look at the world as a, because this is how they look at it, if you look at the world as a business, your World Economic Forum, a business sustains a certain amount of productivity and a certain amount of production at a high level to the trickle down. If you're to share that out, so that's why the whole population control is, you can only facilitate a certain amount of customers if you're that one business and you have that patent. Now, if you're to let go of all your ego and say, look, I make enough, I want to distribute this, let go of the patent all around. There is no issue with population. The the population can grow at whatever stage because you've got multiple businesses and multiple areas facilitating that. This the population control is a situation and you can clearly see it now more than ever. I didn't I didn't see it before. That is why. Because there's, there's a – there's the whole thing about you can fit the world in Texas and we have plenty of land, it's literally the production and the facilitation of the products, whether it's, you know, food, whether it's whatever product it is, whatever goods, whatever service it is. There is land there. We just need to distribute that wealth out and allow others to facilitate leadership And deliver those goods and services for all of the other population and the new population. We don't need to control.
2: There is another way, Mm -hmm. except Western Australia. You can stay out. We got got plenty of room, but uh, let's uh, (laughs) let's not cross that border.
1: The most isolated city in the world. The first COVID death in Australia.
0: Tell me how that did. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And I think even things like scarcity of resources, it's not that resources are scarce necessarily, but it's just that they've been bottlenecked through companies and bureaucracy, and it gives the illusion of scarcity. I mean, like, we could go go all day about mm. the oil prices. I mean, what a chip that is. Like, it's just <laughs> basically bureaucracy and companies um, manipulating the scarcity. And I I, I actually don't think... Uh, It's going to be controversial. I don't think we're overpopulated at all. We're just being crammed into cities. And we're like, I even think our road systems are designed to give the illusion of bottlenecking big hordes of people into and cramming them so that, you know, when you're on the highway and you're on the way to work and stuff, you're like, man, there's a lot of people here. No, you're just being crammed into a highway. Like, there's a lot of space. And I I believe even our road system gives that illusion of uh, there's too many people. There's too many people. I don't think there's too many people at all. Well, I mean, there's the
2: argument. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go on. Go on.
1: I was just going to say release the patents and release the technology. Like... Look at, look at the work Mm. that Tesla did, like look at the electricity, like there's people that have made cars that run on fucking vegetable oil, like (laughs) release the damn technology. If this dude that's not an engineer and is just an outback mechanic can make his car run on vegetable oil, mate, like what the government can do is next level and they're holding back from us. Stop holding yeah. as Dr. Robert Malone said when I interviewed him stop hogging all the goodies
0: <laughs>
1: stop <laughs> hugging all the goodies like let us yeah. have the technology let us have what tesla like did stop holding these patents and that's why mm. another that's why ivermectin is not like being allowed to be used these vaccines have patents on them ivermectin is a drug that the patent runs ran out so what they're trying to do is they're trying to re because there's there's a whole industry of repurposing drugs once they run out of patents essentially you change the chemical compounds a little bit and then you repackage it so they they're trying for when this thing fails they're trying to repurpose ivermectin to put it out into the world so these things like this need to stop all this patent like yeah sure if you invent something i do agree that you know you should be Compensated for it. That's that's great. Fair enough. However, things like if you're saving lives and you got a painting on a thing that you're trying, like what yeah. the what are we talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? If
0: it's if it's at if it <laughs> yeah. if it's at the expense of people's lives, then let it yeah. fucking go. Exactly. It's basically a bunch of greedy people going. No, you can't look. No, you can't look. Yeah. No, no, no. It's mine. Yeah. It's mine. <laughs> it's that's <laughs> part of the control. It's a control mechanism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how uh, I'm. I'll I'll be honest. Like a lot of the reason why we have this podcast is we we flew to LA. We met Joe Rogan. We shook hands with him, and and we got super inspired to to start the podcast. We actually started the podcast before that Did before we? we met Rogan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We, we started we in 2011, and we met Rogan in 2013. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was a while ago, but um, you know, it, it, it when he came out and he uh you know spoke of all his his uh self treatment when he had COVID and he he tried a bunch of vitamins and ivermectin and uh, ivermectin and things, and Immediately, the hit pieces came out. Joe Rogan's taken horse medication and all this stuff, and it's like it's so clear that they don't want people to know that if you just keep healthy,
2: you're gonna be probably 99% chance you'll be fine if you're just healthy. And you well, know they, they had to go and Photoshop the image of him to make him look sicker than he was. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you saw that. But <laughs> did they? Yeah, did they?
1: I do that? No, I didn't. Yeah, see they that. changed. Yeah.
2: They did like this colorization to make him look like he's on death's door.
0: Oh. yeah. So basically, they uh, someone made a, a comparison between his actual IGTV that he released and the one shown on the news. And the one shown on the news, they decolorized him to look grey and fucking old and like dying. Uh, compared to hit the real one yeah. <laughs> but you know if I don't know, and same with uh you know h c l and you just boil some grapefruit peel and you'll be fine like i it, they don't want you to know that you can do a lot of these things because now if you even if you even mentioned natural remedies, you're fucked now, yeah, nobody wants to hear you like you you literally get banned if you talk got, about did. naturopathy or anything like that.
1: I got – so I got – I spoke – so on a podcast I spoke to um, an Aussie skeptic whose father had – he cured himself of cancer via a water fast. And once YouTube switched their their situation, um, the whole thing got deplatformed. And I've been talking about ivermectin since – way back like at the start of like not at the start of this whole covid thing but towards the end of last year i've been talking about ivermectin and the whole thing deplatformed facebook deplatformed and it's it's beyond beyond a joke especially facebook what they said is just disgusting man like all right tell me if this makes sense all right tell me if this <laughs> makes sense bro so they said you, you you, may have used our systems in a way that seems unusual even if you didn't mean to. You can post again in 47,300 and something days, 37,300 and something days, which means that it's 47-year <laughs> ban. So they said you may have used our systems in a way that our system not even our our team or anything considers unusual even if you didn't mean to and then ban me for 47 years like just deplatform me like just just take me off the platform completely like they took off the the podcast page And, but me, they kept me on there and like your personal account, they kept me on there, but restricted it heaps. And I'm like, first of all, look, 47 years is a double life sentence. Like what, what have I done? Second of all, how do you guys think you're going to live that long? Like Facebook is not going to last 47 years. Like it'll be over. Like I'll give it like 20 years max,
0: max. Yeah. Yeah, before they move into like other realms like a, a cryptocurrency and those yes. freaking ray bands that can record or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they, they're already thinking about where they're going to head uh, after this whole thing crumbles. Yeah. But uh, I feel like they, they've they played their part. They've data mined enough. They know enough. They, uh, I've always believed from day one Facebook was purely a data mining operation Mm. Um, I don't believe in the the social network movie one bit (laughs) I think that's all sensationalized I don't even think Mark Zuckerberg really came up with the idea to be honest I don't
2: know I don't don't even think Mark Zuckerberg's real (laughs) Fucking hell, have you seen that guy? I was saying the other day, if you're a multi-billionaire multi and you still have a haircut like that, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> true, true. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let's uh,
1: see, uh, he, he, if there's ever a person that looks like a lizard, is that bloke? Yeah. 100%.
0: <laughs> like, oh my God. I wonder how
1: big his oh, tongue God. is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's crazy. I mean, the the Pentagon had that operation called LifeLog and coincidentally at the same time that that ended, Zuckerberg came out with Facebook and it was the same principle about, you know, creating a network of people and profiles and Mm. people just willingly giving over data like that's the crazy thing about social media now is you don't have to force people to say anything they'll just say it they'll say where they are they'll take a photo of where they are they'll implicate themselves without you having even to try
2: well I mean like I I start to feel like it's that's almost by design because people become so dependent on social media and technology that it's it 's almost been in it's inbuilt I mean we see younger generations kids being born and grown up these days where they you know have an iPad in front of them from day one, yeah, and it' just becomes part of their their environment, their being like everything is about this technology mm. and
0: it's it's the approval seeking as well, mm. I think young kids for some reason they really want approval, and I think the the likes and the little love hearts and stuff it it breeds that it's all um you know. It's all uh, psychological. Yeah, I, I just want a Tinder date. Like, come on, one
1: hundred percent. Just a lot. Just just the matches, just and then one line. Just one line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I, I I I still I still have a weird <laughs> faith. I know faith is a dirty word even now today, but I, I have faith that I see a. I'm there's. I think we're the majority, man. I think we're actually the majority now. Um, before, I, it, probably
2: not, but more I, think, more I think there's a very silent majority as well. A, a lot of people sil- that yeah. Are yeah. believe it but are being quiet as well because they see people like yourself and everyone else getting alienated and attacked. So, everyone's going to kind of keep quiet, but they still kind of yeah. believe it. But but
0: when push comes to shove, they'll be on our side of the, the war. They'll be on our side of the fence. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that my dream is that even the police come to our side you know because at the end of the day they have families to feed their mothers and fathers as well daughters and sons and everything and um i do see a time where even the police put down their weapons and join us and and actually go hang on we're actually all it's actually a class war and the police are just being used at the moment to protect the elite i think they're just that that front line that front line you know um but yeah, inevitably, I I have faith. Yeah, and no, no, I agree.
1: I, I agree. Uh, sorry, yeah. not to cut you off. I do agree. No, no, no. There, there was I just posted um just before uh, there was a during the whole tradie things that just happened. There was a riot police officer and there's a uh, footage of him saying he was having a discussion with someone and he he at a human level is the first time that any Melbourne. Riot level police has actually said, yes, I completely agree with you. He's on video. I posted it. He goes, I completely agree with you. My, um, my, the ending is what really just, just got everyone annoyed is because he goes, I completely agree with you. And then he, he, earlier in the video, he said, my wife has lost her, um, lost her job to this because she won't get the vaccine. And, uh, um, and he, and then the, the dude was like, "Then why don't you stop and come on outside?" And then he goes. His response to that was, "This is this is what I get paid for." So he was like, "I agree with you, but I'm doing this because of a paycheck, essentially." Which is, which it's is just the, following orders. <laughs> yeah, he and he and he yeah. does say that. He pretty much says those exact things, and it's. It's sad, but then at least you see right there that there are people in the Riot Squad that do not agree with what they're doing. And... Yeah. They need yeah. to understand that the following order shit just doesn't run anymore, and it never mm. did. It didn't do it after World War II. People are forgetting their history. People need to grab a fucking history book every now and then. They are trying to wipe history from left, right, and center in different cultures Ooh. and so Ooh, yeah. forth. <laughs> but, you know, the 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 World War II is there. It's still there, and these officers need to go look at it. However, there are officers out there that... You know they are good. There are some that have left, and they're harder. They're harder and harder to find, just purely because if if you're being silent at this stage, like you're being implicit, you're you're going beyond the line of I'm um, just doing my job, and uh, yeah. that's that's not flying. But there are riot officers like I just posted of that guy that. Do agree with everyone else? They just need to mm. step the fuck up.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I use the word expendable a lot. Once they realise that they're expendable and they're literally just doing their part in being complicit for the agenda. Once they wake up to that, I mean, and, and some may not. Some are just designed to always be those Agent Smiths. I call them like they just <laughs> they're just there to block. That they're, they're destined to never wake up. Um, I know that sounds arrogant, but I I believe that. But once they realize the agenda that they're complicit in holding up and the the impact it's going to have on their children and everyone, um, then they're going to have that wake-up call. And um, eventually, it's going to come to a point where even the paycheck doesn't matter because they they see the truth. And even them getting paid, they're going to put that aside and go, look, this is all this is all building some weird thing that they don't want to be a part of, then that's when the tides will turn. And it's going to happen, I think, throughout all industries. It won't just be cops. It'll be nurses, doctors, construction, retail. Everybody's going to be like, holy shit, we are complicit in building this new order or whatever it is and they don't want a part of it, and that's
2: when the tides are really going to fucking turn. I think. Yeah. All, all the industries will be hit except banking and social media because that's all <laughs> going to run on AI and robots anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't need people. <laughs> True. Uh, True. Uh, yeah. And I posted. I posted this. Um. This
1: guy went up to uh, this. Uh, he was at a service station, and the whole service station was a vending machine. Like they had a building, <laughs> and it was yeah. just. It was just—it just looked like a service station, but you just go to the like left-hand corner and order anything. And it was there was yeah. no service guy inside or anything. It was just a big vending yeah. machine.
0: Yeah, I've been to a few Chinese restaurants where like a little robot serves the food. You seen that? On like a little little robot comes out with a tray and serves you Chinese food. Uh, yeah, the oh, the, the sushi place? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, that they have them on conveyor belts, but I yeah, think yeah, there's. Yeah. A couple of restaurants here in Perth where a robot, like a drone, literally comes out and yeah, like serves a box a, that comes, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, like what? it's got little rollers. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh,
1: y'all had lit- over there, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's literally you're literally watching the death of a job. That could have, that could have been a waiter, and yeah. he's just lost his job over yeah. that shit. So I think everyone's gonna wake up to this. See, shit. So, that's
1: that's yeah. what I see. The major thing being, it's an interesting one, is that the we've all every revolution, or oh, uh, it is, it is, it is uh, evolution or revolution. Um, there was the the first we had the cars, and that created jobs. And then we the industry revolutions is what I'm talking about, not like a protest revolution. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So then first we had the the cars, and then we had the the. Uh, I guess it's it's not oil. What is what is it? It's um, uh, factories, factories. So you had the factory industry revolution and that created jobs. And then we finally got to the third revolution, which was the um, internet and computer revolution, which that created coding, it created a website, created e-commerce, it created everything. This, this revolution is the first revolution in history, period, that is deteriorating jobs. And if you go to the World Economic Forum, it shows you that we're decimating 10 times more jobs that we're, than we're creating. So then the whole population control really brings in things into perspective then. Yep. It's like, what are these people going to do? And it, their slogan was, well, in 2030, we'll... we'll ha- own nothing and be happy, or whatever the fuck it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember, yeah, it. yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: like that, that <laughs> in itself, it says that or everything will be automated because this is the automation revolution we've reached. Technology, we used um, the capitalism tool, which allowed for entrepreneurship, for. Until we reached a point where we no longer really need entrepreneurship. They're happy with the technology levels that they're at. And now instead of innovation, what they want is productivity. And what they want is that conveyor belt of automation. And so – these these policemen like you don't need to really do that much of a research to see that there are robots that are being made we're we're at that technological level like we you don't just don't see it in the mainstream but these robots are very 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 advanced there's some that have mm. escaped the lab which is fucking mind blowing in itself and and that's Elon Musk talking about that you know what i mean <laughs> like whether whether whatever the fuck Elon Musk <laughs> aligns or whatever the hell he is but that's 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 what That's a realistic understanding that all of these officers and waiters and um, any job, any industry should understand. And they're people that's pushing this um, agenda. Just go to their website and they're not hiding shit. That's the the amazing. Like, these are public Mm. companies. So they have to release their public records. Well, Derek, I'm. world economic forum is a weird one but go on their website and you can see it all like from top to bottom, and their plan for their 2030 and beyond is all there it's just Mm -hmm. it's weird that the people don't just do these research it's very very yeah like you want to say basic stuff but you also don't want to insult people
2: Mm, yeah I mean like the the very sad thing that I try not to believe and something that I don't want to be true but that kind of see is it's like you know like we say if you're talking about being expendable I'm sure there's a t- very top tier of people in the world that look at the rest of the population as expendable. Yeah. Like to them we we are we are nothing. We're just mm. like, the bottom feeding consumers. Yeah. So you know human beings are expendable in the uh, in the eyes and minds of a very Elite class of people, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Bill, you know, comedian Bill Burr said it best. Uh, he he said, um, I think they have needed us to get to this point. And now they're done with us. <laughs> they're done. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, we've got what we need. Let's take these guys out. Like, we don't need them. They can live in their utopia with automation. They don't need us to run well, anything. Can, can they
2: all just fuck off to Mars already and leave us the Earth? Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be you, quite mate. happy to have this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
0: a- I, I, I also think it's, um, it's also. It, when, 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 when that happens and people are expended, like it makes everyone then dependent on this, p- possibly like a universal income where you're dependent on the government 100%.
2: Like I see Centrelink as the inception of this universal income. Oh, that, yeah. that JobKeeper was a test. That JobKeeper mm. thing with the COVID was a test to see how well or if, the, if society could survive on- A basic, f- income. basic a income. basic income. <laughs> and,
0: and then and your MyGov will be your, credit sc- your social credit system from yeah. china linked up to your social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> a link, a link. and then it's got your all your immuno- immunization records from medicare this one world kind of id um and i think that's that's where it's going to head you're going to get a basic income but you'll be tracked every transaction you do will be tracked um even your movements and things like that and you will have to be you will have to kind of prove that you're not going to be an issue To get that income and that will Mm -hmm. keep everyone in line and then there'll just be no jobs. You just get basically a a basic
2: income. I I hate the argument when you say things like people say, oh, but phones track us everywhere. Everyone's tracking. If everyone knows everything, like, does that make it okay? Are you saying that just because it's already happening and there's tracking devices in our phones that it's Okay. Mm. And that's kinda and I think this, this blind this compliance, everyone's like, Oh well, it's already happening, we're just gonna let it happen, allows for worse things to just happen. People are just allowing yeah. it, it just drives yeah. me fucking nuts. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I'm, what I'm also learning, I was um I thought Apple was a it's a um it's a bit of a mess of a company. That's a polite way of saying it. But what I've, what I've realized, especially going through all of these uh, cases and that, is that they actually have – they're holding up their security more than people think. They're to – for the police to access – like, the police fucked up in giving my phone back. That's for damn sure. But going through the courts, what I realized is they can't – get into your phone, they can only download uh, the things for your phone. So back during the Boston bomber, I think it was, the FBI wanted to create a backdoor to the bomber's uh, like devices, and their devices was Apple device. And shout-outs to Tim Cook. Um, he was willing to go to jail for it. They had a third-party... Um, they. They said that they have. So Tim Cook's uh, what he said to the FBI was, "If I create a backdoor device on this device, it means that internationally it will be a backdoor, and every phone uh, will be hacked." People think that Android is is safer. It, that's not the case. You can do a lot more with Android in terms of like fidget with it, but in terms of <clears throat> in terms of security, what I've found out through this court case and everything like that is that. Apple have they have to comply to the level that they play. however like you see some little updates like now you your apps you have to allow them to access your photos and all of these little tiny things that they do has been a way to like protect you as 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 much of a fight company that they they are and you know, have been in a lot of fucking ways like i'm not here saying uh, apple's a fucking saint but the argument that people go you have your phone and it's already tracked you have your phone and it's already tracked but if you set your phone up to be completely tracked what Mm, these people are talking about is a whole nother way of tracking it's not even close to your phone and you're right the mentality of uh being like is is the the mentality of people having? Well, your phone is is already trackable. Well, first of all, it, it's 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 not at that level. And it, like Johnny, you're completely right. That's a shit mentality that they have. Like it's just mm. it's it's not okay. It's like oh, uh, so this person can bash another person if he's already bashed one person and got away with it. It makes no <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just an excuse for being lazy. And uh, yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of um, the, Apple does walk the walk when it comes to privacy, and that's one thing I've got to give to them is that yeah, um, even when the police and FBI have asked them to bend, uh, that
2: they haven't really done so, not to my knowledge mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, but, no, um, he was forced. Yeah. To, well, I mean, I mean, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the what like you saying before, how Apple um, on certain apps you can prevent uh, tracking and do that sort of thing. I, I kind of look at it because Apple doesn't want all these third-party people making money off your data because Apple wants to make all the money off you for themselves. <laughs> That's true. So. That's true. Sort <laughs> I mean, of being a bit greedy them but themselves. being a bit safe. Yeah. So, it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But they they, true.
0: they know that once they set the precedent and open that
2: Pandora's box mm. that it's going to spiral and then yeah. the, whole, the whole OS will be kind of. I did yeah. actually hear that, uh, I think, at, don't quote, but something out of Israel that they did design like this it's like this little grey box that can hack an iPhone, mm. but it takes about at least a, th- a minimum thousand years to hack it or something, <laughs> something like that. Like, they're, yeah. on the, they're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> only way
0: is to, is to brute force it. Yeah. Yeah. To brute force it, which takes a long time. And, and by the way, uh, another hot tip is uh, don't use a six digit code. Don't even use a four digit code. Use an alphanumeric up to 12 characters and that will take like hundreds of years to hack compared yeah. to you know, four or, four or six digit codes, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, I think whoa. we're going to, I think we're going to wrap up, bro. <laughs> Two yeah, that was, that was a fucking awesome chat. Uh, where can people find, do you want to plug anything that you're up to, anything uh, coming up in the future or even just your socials if you want to give that yeah. a plug?
1: Um, you can, you can find me at, at the five, the letters and then the number eight, uh, take and you can go to worthprotecting.com.au now that I've been taken off YouTube and that. And um, my next interview will be dropping on either – it was supposed to drop today, but with, the, with everything that went on, uh, we've moved it back. So it will either drop on Thursday or Tuesday, and that's with – the first one is with Dr. Robert Malone, who's the inventor of mRNA vaccine technology. Uh, awesome. The next one is Dr. Peter Dingle. He is the guy that essentially is the biggest gut health specialist in Australia, period. He was the, him and his team were the people that stopped smoking inside. Um, he was the doctor that across Australia across all venues Uh, so we got one that's a virology and a high end technology and then we got one that we're talking about nutrition gut health and how you can stop the receptors before it's entering into your immune system because the discussion is immune system but there's actually like a little immune system before your immune system it's an interesting concept and then he talks about the fruits and everything that you can eat and I was talking about the carnivore diet because I was deep in the carnivore diet and I won my gold medal Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I was on the carnivore diet. So I <laughs> talked to him about how long that um, lasted. We talked about uh, organs and livers and if it's good for you, what diet works and what diet doesn't. So those are the couple of interviews that I have. And then another psychologist that's about, he's awesome as well. He's uh, brought spirituality and traditional psychology. He was a psychologist for 25 plus years and um, he used to work with all the courts and everything. But he found that that traditional psychology is just fucked and it's just a way to keep people at the thing. So what he's done is he's brought esoteric and spiritual aspects and merged the two fields together and he tries to treat people that way. So those are coming out. That's on Spotify, whatever the fuck you can find podcasts on. But go to worthprotecting.com.au.
0: Hell nice yeah one. man Diogo Thank you so much uh, You are a Freaking legend man I'm glad we could Tee this up Hundreds um, And And stay safe In Sydney um, And keep Keep us updated I'll be following Your socials as well But we'll We'll tee up Another chat yeah, soon Yeah we to do it
2: again Sometime we to do yeah. it again soon <laughs> And, 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 and we'll
0: link up
1: Yes in studio Hopefully soon Hundreds yeah, yeah man, man. <laughs> <laughs> journey. Come down to Perth I really appreciate it <laughs> A thousand percent love. Awesome Thanks, man. No worries. Thanks again. Stay safe, man. Take it
2: easy, bud.